0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third episode of Mentally Optimal with the title Performing Under Pressure. Mentally Optimal is a podcast focused on educating the public on mental skills that can be applied to their everyday lives. These mental skills are grounded within the field of sport and performance psychology, but have implications for anyone simply wanting to be better. Importantly, the topics covered within this podcast relate only to performance improvement, as nobody affiliated with mentally optimal has any background in clinical or counseling psychology. about myself. My name is Anthony Libro. I graduated from Florida State University with a Master's in Sport Psychology, and I've had the opportunity to serve as a mental performance consultant working with elite athletes across multiple domains and levels. For those scratching their heads about what it means to be a mental performance consultant, In the sport and performance world, mental performance consultants work with athletes and performers on the mental side of their performances. This can include things like ensuring their attention is where it needs to be. This can include things like today's podcast, like how to handle performance under pressure and performance anxiety. This can include working as a unit, working as a team and fostering and building team cohesion and so much more. Now, while much of the literature and findings within the field of sport and performance psychology and some of the findings that I'm going to highlight within this podcast and others are grounded within sport and performance domains, the information is highly relevant to anybody wanting to improve performance. So to dive a little bit deeper in today's pod, today's episode of Mentally Optimal, like I said, is going to focus wholly on performing under pressure and how to deal with performance anxiety going to start by defining what pressure is, how performance anxiety can manifest itself, and through what mechanisms it can negatively affect performance. From there, I'll give some actionable tips and tools that one can use to get a grip on their performance anxiety and ensure it doesn't hinder their performance within any context. And before I kind of take this deep dive, I want to make the point here that Essentially, life is going from performance to performance. As a kid in school, we often have essays and tests that determine our grades and if we're capable of advancing to the next grade. And obviously, if anybody's ever played a sport or performed music in front of others, there's pressure to perform well for both yourself, those around you, those supporting you. Anyone who's ever gone for a job and you have had to prepare for an interview process, you had to go through an application process. If you got that job and you're working, we usually have performance reviews and moments where we need to be at our best, whether that be leading a meeting, presenting data to a group, delivering a sales pitch, delivering a presentation, etc. Main point here, life is one performance after the other. And throughout life, we deal with the pressure to perform well and we deal with that pressure, and with that pressure often comes performance anxiety. And it's important to note that a mild amount of performance anxiety is perfectly normal and usually just indicates that we care about something or we're invested in something or whatever we're in the process of doing, we want to do well on it. However, there are times where that pressure to perform can be overwhelming and performance anxiety can have this potential to derail performance on any given task, whether it be mental, whether it be physical, doesn't matter. Performance anxiety can negatively impact any task. Now, with that being said, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into how do we best perform under pressure, what behaviors and tools you might have at your disposal to handle that pressure. And to perform at your best and ensure peak performance and that your performance anxiety isn't hindering your performances. So defining pressure, pressure can basically be simply defined as any factors or combination of factors that increase the importance of performing well on a particular occasion. This can come from yourself. This can come from others, a more external source and things like that. When it comes from yourself it's usually like the idea that you set expectations for yourself on how you want to do it within a particular task and if you don't live up to those expectations you can see it as a failure or viewing yourself as less competent, less capable and you'll be less confident in the future knowing that others will be watching you again that kind of external source of performance pressure you want to appear competent, obviously, to your peers, to your family, to your coworkers, and things like that. And that want and desire to appear competent can obviously induce feelings of performance anxiety. Another kind of reason pressure can be heightened is the level of importance a task is to you. So if it's a job or how much it makes up your identity if it's a very high stakes type task like maybe like it's a game maybe it's a playoff game maybe it's a presentation that's contingent on you getting a promotion things like that and this is especially true when those stakes are high for those individuals that have a very high job or task identity meaning whatever job they do or they're affiliated with makes up part of who they are there is no separating the person and the job and that's a very dangerous kind of combination there because it's, those people are more prone to burnout, those people are likely to just suffer from great performance anxiety, and sometimes that anxiety can even seep into other parts of their lives. So things like that, if you have a very high job identity, you're likely to feel even greater performance pressures because it's basically inextricably linked to who you are. So, in a nutshell, regardless of what the factors are or whatever they may be coming from, whether they be from yourself, whether they be from an external source, pressure comes from the importance of wanting to perform well on a particular occasion. So, how does this anxiety manifest itself? How does this performance anxiety manifest itself? And it can be through your thoughts, aka cognitive symptoms, or you can even feel them throughout your body. It might be somatic symptoms or more physical symptoms, if you will. And from person to person, this can differ. Um, sometimes the, one person might feel those symptoms mainly in their head, where just kind of thoughts are running wild and things like that. But other times they might feel them through physical sensations known as somatic symptoms, as I said earlier. So the cognitive symptoms might look like you constantly worrying. They might eat indicate those racing thoughts, those distraught lines of thinkings. Uh, When performance anxiety is especially high, this can look like statements of self-doubt to yourself, such as, how am I going to do this? Everyone's going to think I'm a failure. Something like a thought avalanche, if you will, where your mind is going a mile a minute and it just can't stop. And if this is something you're dealing with in terms of performance anxiety, I encourage you to check out the second episode of this podcast series called the thoughts we feed are the thoughts we grow which focuses on that little voice in our heads regardless of whether or not you're suffering from performance anxiety or just how we can access and control our thoughts more broadly and to be more conducive to our well-being and productivity now outside of those cognitive symptoms are something known as somatic symptoms or those physical sensations we often feel when anxiety really ramps up this can be those sweaty palms that Eminem talks about and lose yourself. It could be the butterflies in your stomachs and anticipation. You might feel like your heart is beating at the speed of light. There might be some kind of pain, such as like a stress headache or even nausea, things like that. So that's what kind of like those more physical sensations, those most those more somatic symptoms look like. And oftentimes, uh, people have a mix of these symptoms when they're experiencing performance anxiety. Sometimes they might have the racing thoughts and the sweaty palms, or The racing thoughts, the kind of constant worrying, as well as those butterflies in their stomachs in anticipation. If you're able to recognize the patterns of your performance anxiety and you're able to build an awareness towards how your performance anxiety manifests itself, that's really the first critical step a person can take before they take meaningful action towards addressing their performance anxiety. Again, that awareness towards what symptoms you're dealing with, whether they're cognitive, or whether they're physical sensations or somatic. That's really the first step you can take towards how to best tackle your performance anxiety and how to overcome your performance anxiety and ensure peak performance across all domains. So when does our performance anxiety cause performance impairments? So as I said, a mild or moderate amount of performance anxiety is perfectly normal. It's usually just an indicator that we really care about something. However, there's instances where people become so immersed within their anxiety before a task or even during a task that it can end up ending impacting their performance in a negative way. And the term for this uh, is choking, which I'm sure if you've ever watched a sport and you saw a team or a player crumble in in the times that mattered most, You might have heard someone or you might have even called that person someone who chokes or choker or something along those lines. And choking more formally is defined as an acute and considerable decrease in skill execution and performance when standards are normally achievable. And it's the result of increased anxiety under perceived pressure. So basically when everything else is a-okay, there's no other things that could possibly impact your performance when your anxiety hinders your performance that's known as choking so how does choking occur how does this anxiety impact our performance and there's really two major theories here that insinuate how anxiety affects our attention and that negatively impacts our performance so basically anxiety impacts attention which impacts performance in a negative way so there's kind of two theories here with attention they're very pretty similar to each other uh one of the theories basically says that the anxiety distracts the person from their main task and unless they have the ability to devote more effort to the task their performance is going to suffer so basically individuals are distracted from the task at hand and therefore less efficient than they otherwise would be and that results in performance decreases now the second theory also is kind of similar in those lines that it, it the anxiety affects our attention but in a different way where the individual kind of fixates on step-by-step skill execution of a specific task so if you kind of hiccup on something if you're making some mistakes and things like that sometimes we have this tendency to hyperfixate on all the little nuances and details required to complete that task and this is called explicit monitoring and what would otherwise be automatic what would otherwise be kind of very easy to us or feel like Second nature, we overly fixate on the nitty-gritty details, and that results in a negative effect on our performance. So again, anxiety negatively impacts our performance, that's called choking, and it's theorized to impact performance by affecting our attention. Sometimes this anxiety will distract us from the task at hand, which results in performance decrement, while other times our anxiety will cause us to hyperfixate on the step-by-step processes of the task. Again, also bad in terms of your performance. So, how do you prevent yourself from choking? How do you nip that anxiety in the bud, overcome that anxiety, and ensure you're mentally performing at your best? Again, that first step is to build an awareness towards your anxiety. This includes finding out the reasons why you're anxious, how the anxiety is manifesting itself, and how to go about handling that anxiety and what works best for you. So, again, really key in on what kind of symptoms are most prevalent to you. And how is the anxiety affecting your attention? Those are the two key things. What kind of symptoms are you dealing with? And how is the anxiety affecting your attention? So if you're really going through it in terms of the cognitive symptoms of your anxiety, again, this might look like racing thoughts. It might look like constant worry. Again, I encourage you to check out the self-talk episode, episode two of this podcast, to help you conquer those cognitive symptoms. We can utilize things called cue words whenever we have this performance anxiety and whenever it's really hindering or debilitating our performance. This cue word might look like stop. It might look like telling ourselves wait. Something along those lines that can help you acknowledge that you're having these negative thoughts or this constant worry. It can allow you to shift your thoughts towards something else, hopefully towards something either more positive or towards something more instructional. Especially uh, if your anxiety is in anticipation of the event or if it's before the event. Sometimes we feel those racing thoughts as a result of our anxiety. And those racing thoughts can tend to skew more negative. So to kind of combat that, to kind of buffer that, tell yourself some more positive things. Like you're more than capable of accomplishing this task or this project. Think about the amount of prep you've put into the task or into the project, especially if it's kind of like a one-off event, like a presentation, like a game, like a match, things like that. And even think about, a, think back to a similar time or a similar event or a similar match or a similar presentation in which you had success, and which you performed well, in which you felt competent and capable. So that's something really to do before your task, especially if your anxiety is an anticipation of the event that's really causing you that performance anxiety. If you're already engaged in the middle of the task and you're kind of in the midst of it, so to speak and you kind of feel your thoughts sort of racing out of your control, sometimes it helps us to be a little bit more instructional with our cue words. This might inclu- include a Q word like next or emphasis to help remind us where our attention needs to be in that current moment, depending on the context. So an example of this might be if you're taking a test and you're tripped up on the first question immediately. Those racing thoughts go through your head like, I'm really going to bomb this test. Things along those lines that aren't conducive to your performance for the rest of the test. Oftentimes, we'll immediately begin telling ourselves again how screwed we are in that moment, but if you're able to tell yourself wait or next so that you can collect your composure in that moment and not allow yourself to spiral. If you're able to nip those distracting, racing thoughts in the bud with the Q word, that can orient you towards something more positive or towards instructional. That can help with managing some of the cognitive symptoms of anxiety that you may be dealing with, whether it might be before Your event or whether it might be in the midst of your event. So for the somatic symptoms, again, those kind of more physical sensations throughout the body, it might be the heart racing, it might be the sweaty palms. It's a little bit trickier to deal with because it's not so much in our own control like our thoughts can be. But one thing that has been found to be helpful in high anxiety times is placing a particular focus on your breathing. And a lot of times when we hear that we can breathe to help control our anxiety, to help control our emotions, it can kind of seem too good to be true, but all the research points is breathing as a really effective. Breathing is something that's in our immediate access. It's something we can immediately control. It's something that can, we can reorient our attention to, especially in times when we're really feeling those physical sensations like that rapid heartbeat, like those sweaty palms, things like that. Now. For those that don't know any breathing techniques, uh, one off the top of my head is known as four-seven-eight breathing, and this can actually make it physiologically more difficult to be anxious. Again, that's called the number four-seven-eight breathing. So you breathe in for four seconds, then you hold your breath for another second, seven seconds, and then you exhale for eight seconds. And going through that process once or a couple of times, if you have the time for it. It can actually make it physiologically more difficult for you to feel anxious, as taking these longer breaths can help signal to your parasympathetic nervous system to decrease your heart rate within these stressful times. And again, these techniques have been proven to actually be able to reduce those physical sensations of anxiety. I noted the 478 breathing technique. Um, if you already have preferred breathing techniques that you're more comfortable with that work better for you, that's great. Ultimately, in my opinion, if you're able to place your attention on your breathing, that is key to help mitigate those racing thoughts and, again, key to reducing those physical sensations. Taking those couple critical seconds to focus on your breathing helps to get your mind onto something either more neutral or onto something more instructional and positive, and that can help really buffer against those feelings of anxiety, whether they be cognitive or whether they be those physical sensations. Another thing that you can try to do to prevent that anxiety from distracting you from the task at hand and prevent those performance impairments is to incorporate and put into practice a pre-performance routine. Now, the formal definition for a pre-performance routine is kind of like these pre-arranged sequential thoughts and actions that help performers stabilize and control your thoughts, your emotions, and your behaviors prior to a competition, prior to a task. And that comes from the authors Singer and Cottero. So this has obvious implications as well for individuals about to take a test, about to go through a job interview, about to deliver a presentation. Whatever the task is, you can have a pre-performance routine ready and at your disposal to help get you into the feeling state, into the mindset that you want to be in. To give some insight into what a pre-performance routine can look like, uh, I encourage you to look up basketball player DeAndre Jordan's free throw shooting routine. Uh, For those who don't watch basketball that frequently, DeAndre Jordan's a center. He's in the NBA. Um, In the past, he was really bad at shooting free throws. Whether or not that was due to anxiety or more technical reasons remains a question. But to address this, DeAndre developed a pre-performance routine for his free throws. He would set his feet. He would verbally ask a teammate who they got, aka who they're covering, take two dribbles, and then go through his shooting motions. That is very simple, it's very individualized, and more importantly, it was well-practiced to the point that it became automatic and basically a ritual. Obviously, this is in the context of shooting free throws, so don't grab a basketball and go through those motions if you're about to go deliver a presentation. Find some behaviors, find some thoughts to engage in that work best for you, that get you into the correct mindset, whether that be calm, whether that be collected, whether that be energetic things that can help buffer against your performance anxiety, things that you can include, things like cue words, breathing exercises, that gets you where your attention needs to be, where your mindset wants to be, and get a grip on those physical sensations you might be dealing with. So if your anxiety is causing you to fixate and look a bit inward too much, again, you can incorporate that pre-performance routine to first mitigate that anxiety. But if you're in the present moment, and you're in the midst of performing, whether it be a presentation, whether it be a test, whether you're in a basketball game in a sport, whether you're performing music, doesn't matter. Try to identify some cues outside of your own head to get your attention on the bigger picture. And this is absolutely critical for those individuals to where their anxiety causes them to hyperfixate on all the little nuances and all the nitty gritty details to otherwise automatic processes. This goes right along with that idea that I talked about earlier. When you have performance anxiety, you sometimes begin to disrupt otherwise automatic processes. And to compensate for that, you'll try to assess the fine details of something you'd otherwise ignore. Now, it's theorized that this takes up potential resources and negatively impacts your performance. So to combat this, try to find something or someone to cue yourself out of your own head. Might be a coworker, might be a coach, might be a teammate, might be a sign on the wall. Might be something that can allow you to get out of your own head and back within the present moment. It may require a cue word such as stop as well to get out of your own head at that moment in time. But again, if you're able to set up and be proactive about establishing multiple cues outside of yourself that you can recognize and can help you reorient your attention to where it needs to be, that can help you from focusing on the nitty gritty details and again, focusing on the big picture of whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. So, with that, in conclusion, try to take notes of how your performance anxiety manifests and where it's coming from. If it's more along the lines of racing thoughts, use those keywords to help nip those racing thoughts in the bud and think more clearly. If it's physically manifesting itself in the likes of an increased heart rate or sweaty palms, try to practice some deep breathing exercises to make it physiologically more difficult to feel anxious. Anxiety negatively impacts our performance by affecting our attention. So ensure your attention is where it needs to be both before and during your task or event. Consider developing a pre-performance routine and pick out relevant cues around you. This makes sure you're where you need to be both physically and especially mentally. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to interact by liking, commenting, subscribing, no matter what platform you are on. And again, I thank you all for listening and I will see you next time.